Charlie loves cherry, so he fills his froster with wild cherry, cherry cola, and tops it off with cherry limeade. It's the cherry on Charlie's day. Mix the polar pop or froster that works for you. Just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. It's a good show. Hi, this is Pamela Adlon, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. In the studio, tempting fate, wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here. With the help of our friend Synchronicity, and now it's time for Radio Ball. Give us a shake, it's a Radio Ball show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studios at Blue Light Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, with the fabulous Sarah Wheeler. Thank you for having me, Andras. Sarah's been providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and... Creaking the heck out of that chair. I had to move it. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Sorry. okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she has invited someone who I, I'm, I have, I have, I'm, I love words. And there are certain words, certain names, when you read them, they just get in your head. And this is one of those names Julie Babalus. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, that uh, you play bass with uh, with the fabulous Sarah Wheeler. I am lucky enough to play bass with Sarah. Yes. And uh, it, and how long have you been playing together? I actually was doing the math for this, and I think it's been since two thousand or two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's almost twenty years. Almost that's, twenty I'm years. I'm sorry, that's impossible because <laughs> I don't believe that Sarah is. Like twenty five. How old are you? How old? I, I'm. F- I, you can't ask a lady how well, old they are. You Andras. seem like. I, I, Come on. I, I guess I just mean that I have been relating to you as this young, up and coming artist, and I'm now, actually I, one of the elderly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're both eighty five. <laughs> have you got any like snacks? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Okay. I don't. I, okay. I, I wish I had, I wish I had brought snacks, right. but uh, twenty three skidoo. But uh, the, mm. the, so the, let's forget about the, the that I sorry. my faux pas of mm. asking mm-hmm. a lady mm-hmm. her age. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't we past that? Can't we just ask everyone how old we are? I thought this show was all about mystery. No, 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 no it's, uh, it's, okay. it's about total transparency. I'm the thing 42. Is, oh, yes. Oh, that's awesome that's the age. answer of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The elixir of life. The answer. Also, what? It's the answer it's of It's the life. answer to, well, it's yeah. to, the, to life, the universe, and everything. Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. 42. Yes. Mother, Mother of the Lord. That has nothing to a, do with my question. Okay. It is a very, very potent number in uh, for synchromystics. People who follow synchronicity, forty-two and twenty-three are the two biggies that show up in really? a lot of interesting ways. 
I would say that going back to the question we had from Mark Davis or Haney? Mark Davis mm -hmm. about the jungle cat. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the the perfect game and my divination with the Kabbalistic tree and the baseball diamond. Mm -hmm. Well, 42 is the number, it was Jackie Robinson's number. Mm. And that is the uh, the the thing that hooked me into it. I realized that if you decoded Jackie Robinson's first out as a major league player, you could figure out a lot about his whole career and his impact on the game, even just from this out. And I won't go into all the synchronicities of it, but what I find interesting is that the guy who pitched, almost pitched a no-hitter today, was named Lance McCullers. And the guy who caught Jackie Robinson's first out in the major leagues was named Dick Culler. Dick Culler. <laughs> Holy lords. That's a triumphant ending to the story there. Well, Lance McCullers and Dick Culler. Oh, okay. But I understand. You got the... That's one of the things that I find is really interesting, that the guy who caught Jackie Robinson's first out was named Dick Culler. Dick Color. I'm not even going to touch -L -L -E that. C-U-L-L-E-R. Not even going <laughs> to... Anyway, so... What was that? Did that? Was that just your... Was that your chair squeaking? Or it sounded like someone screamed in the background. It was a scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was a scream after that story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, but he, but Jackie Robinson wore the number 42. Mm. Another... This, so 42, very, very synchronistic. Oh, wow. And... Uh, and you but wear we, it well. We haven't been playing music together for 42 years. No. We've been playing it's pretty close. for 20. It's close. close Almost 20, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Which is incredible. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These, these 18 years have gone by pretty fast. Wait, Do you feel like? Have. That feels like they went speeding yeah. by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. been some good times. <laughs> yeah. Julie is giving Sarah the wickedest mischievous like, eye. Like just the happiest oh look gosh. of gleaming. We got away with it. I, I know I'm supposed to say that I didn't hear any of the other people recording. Well, no, you heard some. You heard <laughs> But a Mark Davis saying that he had the luxury of playing with an amazing drummer for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, Sarah and I have played with 15 drummers. <laughs> for, for 20 years. <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah, so. yeah. Have we? 15 drummers? I think it's pretty close. A lot yeah. of drummers. We go through drummers. Yeah. Can we you name love drummers. Can you oh, name Love them. Love, love them. them. Can I? Uh, Barry Mroshnik. I was gonna. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sam Cartwright. John Ram. John Ram. Play with Biggie Tanners. Um, uh, oh, oh. Um, lives on Galliano. Yeah. Gaucher. Dan Gaucher. Dan Gaucher. Yeah. Well, you said Barry already. Uh huh. Um, Somewhere out oh, there, there's Liam. A Liam, uh, Liam McDonald. Kenton Weens. Kenton Weens. <laughs> now we have a drum machine, but it's a lot easier that way. I feel, remember that song, like 15, like something lines about some certain number of lines about a certain number of women? You could do that about drummers. You could do 15 lines about 15 drummers or write a song where you name check each of the drummers. Well, you just had Fred Armisen on, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Recently, and he had, he had a stand-up show that's all about stand-up for drummers, I think it's right. called. I watched it recently, and uh, yeah, so maybe you could take some inspiration. I thought you were going to say that Fred Armisen. I didn't have a punchline like Dick Color. 
like you did. Sorry. That's not a punchline. It's just the truth. It's a name, a name of the third baseman for, I don't know who he was. Oh, no, for. it's a punchline. <laughs> Come on. What I want to say, what, what I find really wonderful is I have told that story to so many people, and by the time I get to the end of it, people are like, eh. You guys are the only one who's ever reacted to that, the way... You put them to sleep with the, whole, with the story, <laughs> and they didn't even hear the punchline. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Kabbalah and baseball and Jackie Robinson. I nodded <laughs> off somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Did you us. say Dick Color? I think you did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, back to you, Jules. Back to you. <laughs> Do you play baseball? Base. No, base. I play base. Base. No, no baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, and do you, and do you play with multiple artists or? I I have in the mm-hmm. past. But now and if you're... anyone's asking, no, no, you're I done. won't. I can't. I won't play in your band. Okay. Unless you're Sarah, then I will play. Because <laughs> your you're band. in Sarah. You're in. You're already. Because I am in Sarah's <laughs> band. Yeah. No, I'm on a bit of a musical hiatus right now. What? No, uh, what? Well, Except for your okay. band. <laughs> So what what inspired cuz I I've talked about a bunch on the show about my own musical hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh what inspired your musical hiatus? You know, I just it has to be the right it has to be like a perfect game, really. Mm-hmm. It has to be good people, it has to be good music and just like good times. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to come by. Yeah, no, I feel it's really like hard to come by. So it's at a. Cer- I felt like at a certain point in my life, I and I felt this in relate. I feel like this in relationship as well as in with music and that same feeling of like, at a certain point, you've done it enough that unless it's really, really, really good, hmm, why is it is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I realized that my standards had outclassed me. Like I'm not even sure if I would qualify to be <laughs> in the situation. Your own standards, yeah. I, I, I can we understand that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Jules has played in many projects over the years. She played with Parlor Steps. She played with El Dorado. Uh, I don't know. There's zillions of bands. Jules, chime in here. Like, l- l- yeah. Well, those are, those are good ones. Those are them. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I. Yeah, I just I've I've also I've I've played with other bass players, but Jules is pure class, as you can tell. It's very economical player. She never put there's never any shit in there. It's always every note means something. That's uh, you look it up in the dictionary. That's what the the definition is of, of babalus. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. the opposite mm-hmm. of Claypool. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you? Do you? Do you? Uh, is is there a particular? Do you feel like you're the the antidote to Claypool, or is there? Do you have a a, no. a chip on your shoulder about no. less? No, about crimes. No, we don't have. He's a chip. great. Yeah. No. I was. I've never been a like. I people love that kind of like. There was a time when people were just super into that kind <laughs> of bass playing. I never really got into it personally, but I did see him. I. I saw Tom Waits play a show at the Bridge Concert, Neil Young's Bridge Concert, oh, yeah. a few years ago, cool. and Les Claypool was on the gig. Oh. And I was like, 
Really? That's pretty cool. Wow. It's a pretty cool gig. Yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. not to go down the rabbit, but you brought up Les Claypool. Sorry. I was just wondering mm-hmm. if there was some Sorry particular... No, 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 no. I'm like the opposite yeah, of that. Yeah, she's like the opposite of Because yeah. you play... One wh- note. <laughs> and I really... Oh, I love it. I work yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. Some some busy bass playing can be great. Mm-hmm. You know? John, oh, yeah. John Antwistle, you know, mm-hmm. but James Jamerson. Yeah, mm-hmm. I but, just I want Sarah to shine. I mean, I, I, you don't need me to have you shine. You shine all the time. Oh. But I mean, really, Sarah's songs and her voice—they come through. But I don't want to get in the way of that. I just want to, you know, enhance that. And that sometimes is like, you know, just staying out of the way. That's just the bass player supporting that. Yeah. I had a bass player in one of my bands back in the day. He used to say, if people are jumping up and down, that's the drummer. They're moving up and down. But if they're moving side to side, that's me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you bring the side to side a little bit? Bring a little bit of the... I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Is this going back down the dick color no. trail? No. Okay. You're, I feel like you're obsessed with that one now. It's really, it was a good joke, actually. It's not a joke. It's the truth. It's a true thing. Life is a, is, has an incredible sense of humor. When you study synchronicity and play with divination, you realize that, that you can't. That's why some people, like, will get an answer that's so perfect. People are like, oh, well, you just, you made that one up. Not never thinking that if we were, could make it perfect, then why don't we make it perfect every time? Like... Only when it lands on the, like, someone asks, should I move from Vancouver? And they get the song, get out of Vancouver. And you're like, oh, come on, you plan that. I'm like, you would never, you don't need to plan this stuff. Mm. The universe, if you let go of the wheel and you just let it happen, the most yeah. amazing, funny things reveal themselves. And they're totally true. Uh, anyway, sorry. If you want to bring up that story again feel free we, i will, we can, I, will. Yeah. I like to really hammer it into the ground you know it's the way it rolls it's very this canadian is... of you you're sorry it was perfect and seamless in there oh. he's not even canadian i know but it yeah. just seems like it I just happened so with right such in. ease oh it's so wonderful i've always wanted to be canadian it's my one of my goals in life i don't blame you it's a very good time to to come to come. canada yes yeah to get out of america yeah Although I feel like I keep, keep people keep talking about the Canadian, the Vancouverites who are getting displaced, and I don't want to be one of those displacers, those people who come. I don't want to displace Ford Pierre or Beta Hilly or Jeff Burner or Sarah Wheeler or you, there's Julie Babbles. There's there's so much room for all of us. But at the same time, I think that you know the good people need to stand their ground in the U.S. these days. You know, I'm, you know, I. I one of the things I, I feel like this show is definitely a part of that, synchronistically, the same way. I had been doing this show for 18, 19, well, since 1998, in pretty much poverty, just like poverty, just trying to make it happen with whatever job I can make it happen with, and never really making any money off of it. And then uh, a, someone who's a fan of my work decided they wanted to support the show and let it help it get to the next level and I got the first check of that on the day that Donald Trump was elected Wow! and so it was sort of like 
you know, like, yeah, like winning a panda poker on the Titanic. Like, I'm winning and we're drowning. And so I feel, and I, I have, since then, I've made sense of that with like, okay, well, that's what the world, the world needed a space to be transparent and to let go of the wheel and to have difficult conversations and to do whatever the magic of the butterfly wing magic of this of the show. Mm-hmm. So just to let you know, you are participating in something that, and our first show, we were very explicit in talking, our first show as a podcast. Uh, we did it on August 8th and did a, made a whole point of declaring ourselves very much opposed to uh, the Nazis who claim eight as their number because uh, eight eight is HH. I was like, we're going to take that back. And then the next day, uh, that next week, we had the Nazi rallies in Charlotte. And that's been the roller coaster we've been on is just like Hmm. tweaking and pushing that buttons, those buttons and hoping that we're a part of the good that's coming out of our country and not part of the negative. And you never know, because, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry to make it about me, Julie. This is your segment. That's okay. We, I've we listened even to the to show. We haven't even got to your question, <laughs> Julie. I'm so, I, so anyway, okay. you're, you're, you're like, that's what, what a bass player does. I they know, bring out just, this beautiful supportive role just here they, in the background. Jules is more than a bass player. She's 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 another one who's here because she's uh, she's she's part of my heart, Jules. She's a she's a very important person to me. So she's not just you know we're not just I playing get music. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, I I have a feeling that playing music with you or like with any passionate driven artist, it's never just playing music. And especially if you do it for that long, that is one of the most intimate relationships you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, and so now let's let's get into your question, Julie. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? I ha- well, I had so many questions, so I had to you know bring it in or rein it in. And the ultimate question, really, which is not my question, but the ultimate question is, what should I wear tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> but that is not my question. But I just had to say that because I knew you would understand it. <laughs> And it would lighten the mood a little. My question is, last few months, I've been having a lot of deja vu. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of it. And it's really not just light. It's like it settles in and I have moments and minutes. And and I'm like, I've been here. I've been with these people. We've done this before. And these are new people or, you know, people I've just recently met. And what... What does that mean? Mm. Why am I having this? Mm. What's mm. the meaning of the deja vus? Mm-hmm. The babalous deja vus. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now to engage the pop oracle, you get to pick a card. Mm. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card, pick a pick a pick a pick a card. Any card, pick a pick a pick a pick a card. It's song number two, which is horses. 
Horses from Sarah Wheeler, a song that uh, I, that Julie Bavilis is probably familiar with. I am. I might be one of the the few because that's a new one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you were mouthing the words, yes. singing along. Now, do, yes. I, I didn't get to ask. Do you do you also sing in the band? Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. Do you Sometimes, sing harmonies? Yep. <laughs> so I have. I think on this particular song, I have written beside it Muppet like. Sing high and Muppet like. What is it? What is like? Which Muppet? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Sarah because I don't. I still don't know what that like entails. High? I don't know. Or like animal? <laughs> Just like that. Just like, like that. Kermit? More like kind of Kermy. Kermy. More like this. So, uh, so Frank, so Frank Oz style. Mm. So, the, and that was the answer to the question about uh, the deja vus. Mm-hmm. And you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song? That's a new one. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the horses are running, are currently running wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's about um, 
it's was written over the last uh so I've alluded in many of these segments to the fact that I went through cancer treatment over the last couple of years. You're just always bragging about that. It's well, I don't know if I should be giving a backstory. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a weirdo bringing it up every time. No, but no. anyway, it, 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 it's yeah. a it's a big part of the music of your up. life though. Yeah, no, you should. Um anyway, so yeah, the um this I found the experience to be kind of like a windstorm where like you have the experience that is challenging, but you, but not only do you have the experience that's challenging, but it actually kind of shakes out all of the dead wood in all of your relationships as well. So, because you really need you, like we've alluded to and, previous episodes you really need other people and um julie was like one of my like jules is one of my very best buds in the world and she pretty much came to my rescue (laughs) during that time period and started a gofundme uh campaign on my behalf and organized a number of different other, like was instrumental in other fundraisers, picked with up all of the pieces where Dennis that I, Mills. Yes. With Dennis. And, um, yeah. And, and, and she and her partner, Nen, uh, have really been a huge, um, like just they're inside my heart. And, Would you uh, say that they were your stallions? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, and in this song is kind of about, um, yeah, how that how that experience renewed some of my old relationships that, and actually made them better. <laughs> strangely enough, and now it just feels like if it, it feels like you know, um, it was probably the hardest thing that I ever went through. And I, I've gone through some crazy shit in my life and we all have. Um, but, um, yeah, it was probably the hardest thing challenge in my life, but it actually made everything in my life better. All my relationships and my perspective on life. And there were all of these positives that I didn't expect. And, um, um, one of them was like because of Jules, like she just started this campaign, and I, I think pretty much everybody that I knew that I'd ever met since freaking kindergarten uh, reached out to me mm-hmm. on on Facebook and stuff, and sent love and also you know monetary support and stuff like that. But the most the most impactful thing was the was was the love. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without yeah. the other, but. When you're going through something like that, it, it's it's so powerful to have that kind of an ex- experience, and it and it wouldn't have happened without Jules. And uh, yeah, so what the hell was your question? Well, <laughs> this was what's with my deja vu. Mm. And so what kind of and in the back? But but it's interesting that you say that it. You know, the song is about revisiting. Mm-hmm. relationships or or maybe experiences and that it's kind of you know there is some definite revisiting that's been happening 
and repeatedly revisiting. So maybe that kind of ties in with it a little bit. If I may share, uh, I was looking at the archetype of the horse. It's got the song of the horse. And the first thing that came up was a site, and the first line is, there are certain times in life when a single concept comes to you over and over again, as if to say, here is something you need to pay attention to. It can come to you in any way that is in a way that is personal to your collective experience or prior knowledge and may not make sense to others, but strikes a chord deep within your subconscious that causes you to tilt your head slightly as if to listen to a far off sound that catches your attention, yet you struggle to hear it. That's a very long sentence. But I feel like that kind of speaks to the experience of having when you get into a sort of a deja vu storm, mm-hmm. like a lot of us have them, but if if you've ever gone through a period where it was having happening to you a lot, then you know you can relate to this experience. And it's kind of like that where there's something coming up over and over again that seems it's very it's very hard to explain to somebody else and is very powerful to you. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that that's connected to the horse archetype mm-hmm. is really interesting to me. I'm curious what your relationship is to horses. None. I try I try to avoid them. Oh. Really. Well, oh, do you uh, have them? <laughs> well, I, I, in, I mean, they're nice to look at. Well, yeah. You know, like in, those... so, when you think of so when you like when you think of a horse in mythology or in stories, or mm-hmm. is it was there a feel? Is there some feeling that you have? Maybe it's a, repul- a sense of repulsion. Well, I think they're you know they're beautiful from afar, like many things in life. Really, mm-hmm. with a good amount of distance, you can see the beauty. Um, well, yeah. well, interesting. You should you should say that because, part, Andres, because part of part of the experience with the, the reason why the horses are uh, the horses kind of came back into my life at the at this time over the last little while, and uh, I, when we were little kids, our family used to go you know to freaking dude ranches in the summertime, and you know the horses have kind of. They're just, I don't know, I, they're such powerful creatures. And and horses kind of came back into my family's life during this time period. And we realized that, like, there's actually a type of therapy where uh, if you have, like, pent-up emotions or something that you're dealing with, sometimes people will, will, will as, a t- as a form of therapy, put that person in a ring with a horse. And because horses are pack uh, they're herd animals they're they're attenuated to like a flock of birds they feel the emotions of the other horses in the herd with them and so if one horse beside if you're the if you're a horse if the horse beside you is like freaking out for some reason you're you have this real attenuated um, ability to sense that and move away from that and so what people will do is put somebody with a challenge in a ring with a horse and the horse will actually visually represent the energy that you're giving off. Mm. And so if the horse is like wigging out and trying to get the hell away from you, then you're obviously giving off fear or anger or something that needs to be addressed. And, um, maybe like maybe, but, but then, when you can see that and you can see how your energy is affecting another creature then it's then it's possible to kind of deal with your stuff 
mm-hmm. and move through it and past it. And maybe that's saying something. Mm. Yeah, the horses are the mirrors. Maybe. In that metaphor, are you the horse who is experiencing, is being sensitive to something? Like that something is showing up and it's... I think, no, probably the deja vu and the people are the horses. They're the mirrors. I'm just taking it all in to get some feedback. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone uh, makes their own answer out of whatever the synchronicities are. There is another... Th- Synchronicity for me in this is just uh, when you when it said horses, it made me think of the Ricky Lee Jones album Flying Cowboys. And there's a Mm -hmm. song on it called Horses. Mm -hmm. And she was on Radio 8 Ball once early, early years of Radio 8 Ball when she was living in Olympia. And she told a story about getting kicked in the head by a horse and surviving it, but still having that be a really potent experience for her. And just, I don't know, something about, again, the, the deja vu is like that. It's like it comes, like it's like getting kicked in the head by a horse. It, it Before you know it, it's happened to you. And then it, you know, you don't know, it changes your orientation and how you relate to reality. So um, do you have any relationship to Ricky Lee Jones, either of you? No. no. Do you know who Ricky Lee Jones is? Yes, we're with you. We're right with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We actually I, have a few coasters with Ricky we, Lee Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah. Coasters with Ricky Lee Jones? Re- well, my, my partner's family is very musically oriented, and they there are some visual artists in that family, and they made some, a par- like, yeah, Ricky Lee Jones. What's going on? Ricky Lee Jones coasters. <laughs> I feel like there's a flood or something. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Your family made Ricky Lee Jones coasters. I don't know. It, you know what? It so wasn't cute. as good as the the Dick Col- Color. Oh, story. I think that's really good. I'd so much rather have a Ricky Lee Jones coaster than a Dick Color yeah. coaster. Okay. That's kind. Yeah. Well, Ricky Lee Jones is the hero of that story, and Jackie Robinson is. I would have a Jackie Robinson coaster. But you 42. really, you're obsessed I with. Still, it. it just okay. can't get that through my mind. <laughs> Have you had a deja vu while you're here with us, Julie? This is a deja vu. <laughs> uh-huh. I like it. We've been doing this for eternity. Mm-hmm. In many different lifetimes, we've gathered and discussed deja vus. I'm trying to court one to like. You can't manufacture no, you a can't deja vu. No, can't manufacture it. No. No, it just hits you. Yeah. Well. Do you feel like we got some insight? I think I think so. Do you feel we did? Uh, I always I know we did, but I also know that that we have no idea how much we did. When you're in the room and it's all happening, it's fun being around people. But then when you listen to it afterwards and you know what happened out in the world today and what's happening when it comes out is when you're like, oh, my God, that was like everything that I thought was just blah, blah, blah talking is so intense. And, uh, of course, most people who are on the show usually don't go back and listen to it because most people don't like hearing the sound of their own voice. Oh, Mm. we do. We do. Oh, you, well, you've got a good one, so that's good. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, don't touch that. Believe it. GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance.